You are listening to Absent Minded, brought to you by HabsEyesOnThePrize.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of Absent Minded Top 25 Under 25. We're at place 12 and I'm actually meeting with a person this time to have the podcast about number 12, Adam Ekstrom. Fantastic season last year, really broke into the Montreal Prospect Bowl. But one of the things that Adam says was the reason for his development last year was the man opposed to me, sitting across the table from me or in the stands with me, uh, Max Boulin, assistant coach now for Rugle. Last year, he won the under 20 championship with Rugle as a head coach, one of the youngest coaches in Sweden, or assistant coaches in Sweden, extremely successful. You mentioned you were with Detroit training camp last year. This year you were with Montreal. Amazing to have you on the pod. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And uh, as people know, you were at development camp. And uh, what can you take? describe it for us, really? It was a great, great time. I, I was appreciated a lot the, having the... Um, Having the question from from Rob Ramage to, to come and join as a guest coach, uh, coming to a, such a big organization, uh, it really stood out to me. Like, and the hockey in, in in Montreal, you kind of understood it right from the start. It was pretty pretty special, pretty special. A lot of staff, a lot of uh, so the professionals professionalism mm-hmm. was uh, was pretty 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 uh, exciting. You mentioned obviously the staff, the, the the front office, the back office, and everything. But what about the fans? Oh, the fans was used at, at the scrimmage there, and the end, like at the game, that the four on four we had uh, was full packed in the ring, <laughs> in the rink, like development camp. So, and I didn't touch any media stuff, but I, I saw the players were like uh, they were they were a lot of interviews for them, and and. Uh, the uh, the fan base uh, seemed to be enormous and uh, and uh, it was a c- cool experience for oh. sure. We, we didn't actually grab you there because I was trying to get you already before you left, and then we knew we were going to meet you, you today. Yeah. No, but yeah. we have other other guys that were from from Eyes on the Prize that was on the arena, so they were. I was like, I'll talk to Max. Don't worry about that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you mentioned Rob Ramage, obviously. But, but mm-hmm. what seems to be the going trend in Montreal right now? is Adam Nicholas and his development of, of young players, something you have worked with, obviously, in the under-20 section. Yeah. Um, what did you take away from his interaction with the players and, and his leadership on the ice for, for you as a coaching team? Yeah, I really I really thought he had some really interesting stuff. Uh, his, his energy really stood out, for sure. Uh, and one thing that I really uh, uh, took, took from him was how he during practices, filmed it with his iPad, and, 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 and then he just skated to the TV, had a TV on the bench. So it was pretty interesting, uh, that direct feedback, so the players could really understand and see video from the actual practice like 10 seconds after. I, fe- I felt that that was a really interesting way of, of dealing with feedback and then feed forward what you want to see, like the next rep, kind of. Um, I found that really, really interesting how he worked with that and how the whole development staff worked with that. So Interesting because I've seen that happen a couple of years ago in Frölunda, yeah. where they have the TV uh, right above the exit from Frölunda Borg. 
and you can turn around and just watch it directly. Yeah. So, uh, so these fast interactions, and, and most importantly, I think, with Roger Runberg, because I haven't seen Adam Nicholas, was that it was not only bad things, also positive things. This is something you did right, so you enforce the positive feedback. A hundred percent, and, and all, all, all coaches know that. Like, like you got to work with the, with the positive way of, of it too. Like, for sure, showing clips they want to see more of, uh, usually gets the player wanting, wanting to do that. So it was, it was great. That type of, of, uh, of working with feedback um, really, really stood out to me. And the number of coaches there and how they interact and, and they gave us specific uh, uh, things to do on the ice was, 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 was awesome. Do you, do you feel that you could contribute with something you brought with you from Sweden into their locker room, or was it were they open-minded in the Drakkar? Everyone I met, every coach I met there, and, and, and the development staff was was treating me really, really well. I, I was really it was a really welcoming feeling. Obviously, they had their standards and their habits and how they want to do it. Uh, so for me, it was like serving them, helping out as much as I could. So. I used to appreciate being there. Uh, they were really welcoming. Do you, is, is that a long-term dream for you to, to become an NHL coach? I mean, when you say it, it's kind of, uh, yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, I am so humble because I've had my 10, 11 year journey. I know what it takes kind of to get to this level so I'm really really humble in saying that it's all about the next year the next challenge you can't really look too far ahead but when you say it, it kind of sounds pretty nice <laughs> I mean there's a lot of Swedish players or European players yeah. they're not a lot of assistant coaches even in, in an NHL team on the other hand there are only 32 of them in the world so it competition is. should be quite competition should be high yeah. so but yeah of course working with the best players is always a dream sure i mean you're 27 28 28 yeah yeah 11 years coaching what happened what took you to coaching yeah uh you know i i, I had a severe knee injury when i was 14 years old actually so i played hockey in in, um, in a, a small town uh, outside of gothenburg landvetter yeah. Uh, played in Harida, uh, and when I was seven, uh, 14 years old, I, I hurt my knee severely. So the under 15 year, it was it was totally like rehabbing for me. And I played like half under 16 year, and then I went to a hockey gym in Mariestad because mm -hmm. I didn't, I wasn't on that level to be able to go to the bigger clubs. So I went to Mariestad. Uh, but then I, 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 I had another, um, uh, my, my um, knee, uh, my knee was, uh, my kneecap uh, was out of place four times, had four surgeries, cartilage transplantation, so yeah. long story, but when I was 17, I started coaching. So actually I was coaching players from the same age mm -hmm. in the hockey gym. So I was, go I was studying hockey gymnasium, but I was on the ice helping the coaches. So. It started there uh, when I was 17. Obviously, you, you've seen a lot of coaches. You're, you're a curious person by, by nature. I can tell that from the questions you've asked me. Mm -hmm. But what kind of coaches are you looking up to, to learn from, to, to look at? And, and it doesn't maybe even have to be from 
ice hockey, it could be for any sport. It's an interesting question. I, I, I thought about it a little bit. Um, I think in the summer I reflected a little bit. I think not playing hockey at the highest level has been an has been something uh, that I, as a coach, have had uh, always challenged myself to view the game from another perspective because I haven't played on the highest level. It has challenged me. I have to prove myself on every level. So what at what I've done then, I, I've tried to be as curious as I can. I can learn. I can learn something from everyone. That approach has been successful for me. Uh, I, and to prove myself on every level, so be open-minded too, because I mean, when you play, maybe you have a long career, you play in a certain style, maybe you're kind of in that style. Uh, I, I'm pretty, pretty uh, wide and broad in my thinking, I think, and I think that's a positive for me. So uh, the coaches I've looked up to is in, in, in different, different sports, and, and I just, it's hard to name one, specific coach i kind of I kind of try to have influences from different areas of development and leadership right Le leadership comes in many form and, yeah. and i'm a huge believer in in, uh, in the new zealand system when it comes to rugby yeah being one of the smallest countries in the world on the rugby world at least and and then having a winning percentage of about 90 percent that's incredible um but implementing s stuff from from other uh, yeah. sports and I, I mentioned this because obviously I spoke with one of my f colleagues or friends from from last night um, Robert Olson said that he looks to basketball for set plays cool. in order awesome. to to because it's five on five and yeah. and you can set up a play you can maybe not screen as much in hockey we're getting into it a little bit more but are, do you, can you view other sports and think this is something I can interact with or, or use or leadership qualities? We have women's football tournament is going on right now. Absolutely. Uh, uh, and I, I read the book actually, All Backs. Yeah. Uh, and it's so interesting, but that's more part of a leadership. But mm. what, one, one kind of thing I, I used to have as a, as a thing evaluating myself as a coach is that live as you learn. Mm. Like, I can't demand anything from my players unless I put the work in, put the hours in, is really thorough with everything, as well as the, the leading players in the All Blacks there. Mm. Like, they have the sweep the sheds, yeah. they, they clean the locker room after every practice, every game, they set the tone, the leaders set the tone. I'm really big believer of that. So, that comes with every mm. sport, I think, with the, with the, with setting the standards and having le having leaders so mm. that's interesting i know the uh, coming back to that setting the tone yeah. uh, one of my inspirations for my life is, is sir david attenborough and uh, they always put the newbie on yeah. excursions with him yeah. because he was setting the tone he was sweeping the floor out of the tent in order to don't get ants in etc so every day so you learn from the best and if he did it it wasn't beneath you to do it yourself so you mm. You, you, I, I see that, and, and is that something you feel that you can get into here in Rugla as well? I mean, Cam Abbott is, is obviously leading by example, still being on the ice, and I've seen him practice after with his shot, yeah. you know, still go, going at it. Yeah, same with, with both, both Chris and Cam, and that's why, I mean, Chris, from the start here, one reason why I, why I chose to go 
come to Rugby was was his his drive and how he see this organization moving forward and his like their their drive is 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 so amazing to be a part of and I really feel that I'm really proud being a part of uh, such a great organization as Rugla is and um, so I mean yeah we dream big here and mm-hmm. we try to do it and well the new arena is great yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> so I mean I have everything to thank Rugla giving me the opportunity to grow mm-hmm. I mean there's no limits of what you can do uh, here and that's a part of why I, why I, I, I enjoy being here. You mentioned obviously the Rugla as a development pool as well. We've seen it mm-hmm. with Casper, we've seen it with Cider. That maybe put you on the in the spotlight for everyone because Cider was one player coming into Rugla, but he was a completely different player coming out of Rugla, and and he's probably arguably, what, if not the best defender at that age I've ever seen in SHL yeah. that year. Uh, Rasmus Dahlin was a different kind of player, but the success Sider had deep in the playoff as well really stood out, I think. Any prospects that stood out in, in, in Montreal's camp this year? Uh, any players? Yeah. Especially, yeah, I mean, Lane Hudson for sure stood out. I mean, you, you have to... Did he really stood out? I mean, like, he's kind of short. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, his puck touches. I, I was... It was awesome to see his puck touches from a, a, a close distance really I'm a I'm, I'm a big fan of, of, of like learning from the best players so mm. having the chance to see him on a close view ask him a, uh, some questions and also like you learn so much from the best players that's what I I've learned so far <laughs> if you if you ask some questions to the best players you you, you get some really interesting answers and that comes with, with uh, if I ask Adam Engstrom, for example, interesting questions about how he grew up, how he practiced, you, you kind of understand why they are as, as good as they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were obviously there as well for, for, you know, directly after the draft, and there was a little bit of a commotion regarding the selection of David Reinbacher. Mm-hmm. Um, how, what did you see from your end in regards to his, how he handled it and, and, and uh, what can you learn from him? I mean, moving abroad from such a young age, yeah. developing even further and becoming arguably one of the best defenders in this draft class, for sure. Yeah. He really stood out uh, as a person. I think he was really mature, calm. He also had a laugh, like had a smile on his face. The God of Mischief is back and better than ever. Loki. 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 Wow. Great to see you again. Critics agree. Loki season two is marvelous. Great. And it's finally here. How much do you know? Let's assume I don't know much. A mind-bending adventure. Spectacularly cinematic. I've been waiting for a moment like this. It surpasses all expectations. A little over the top, don't you think? I thought it was spot on. Loki season two. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus taking it in a good way, I think, the, the attention, for sure. He was really solid, playing solid. Uh, he's, a, he's a big boy, six foot three, I think, righty. I mean, moves the puck, like he has the attributes of a, of a modern D, for sure. 
I think he's gonna have a long career. He was great. He seemed to be a really calm personality too. Yeah, and, and uh, well, you, you might need that when you go to Montreal. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned him, obviously, and that's why we're here. We shouldn't get too far away from, from different project, uh, side tracks that, that we both find interesting, obviously. Yeah. But uh, Otto Engstrom, you know, he credits you for a lot of his success last year. Extra hours, rink rat, video rat when it comes to, to hockey as well, I've heard. Um, what can you tell us about Adam and, and what helped him last year? No. I can only flip it around, like, you know, like for me, having a player who's curious and wants to be here, it's all about what they show. If he gives me something, I give, give it back. So he's kind of the leader of this. He, what, what to say about Adam? I mean, he's curious. That's the first thing. He wants to learn. He wants to get better. He is a person you can throw ideas on. He won't, uh, he, he receives them and he listens really carefully and and he chooses which one he he, he, wanna, he's, he, he wants to do, but he's, he's always humble in taking feedback. So we, ha we have had a lot of fun on the ice exploring stuff too, um, but at the same time it's like you build that relationship where you put high demands, but at the same time, you're having a lot of fun too. Adam is great at spreading positive energy. And everyone that's around Adam knows that. Like he's, he's awesome in having that good balance between the, the hard work and positive energy, the laugh. So, I mean, it's a lot about I can talk along many hours about Adam, but he gives me energy. His energy gives me energy. So it's a positive spiral going upwards, uh, feeding off each other. 100%. And, and on the ice and, and in game situations, yeah. we've seen that. And, and this is the question I get the most, so I'm going to start with that. Yeah. Can, can you compare him to Matthias Norlinder? Because obviously that is what everyone sees as a Swedish defender that can you know, skate like the wind. And, and move the puck up. I don't think they're the same players, and, and I think they need our listeners and our fans need to hear someone else say it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, Adam. I see Adam as a two-way, two-way, with two-way D with offensive upside. He's showing the offensive upside. I can't really evaluate Matthias Nulinder as of like I saw him a little bit a couple yeah. of seasons ago in Frölunda. He had a really good start, I know, and then. Uh, I didn't see him last year, so I can't really, I can't really compare. But I see Adam as a two-way with some offensive upside in him, and the offensive upside he showed last year, Adam. What we need to do next year, I think, is to make him consistent. Like that 20, 22 minutes, if it's if he deserves that ice time, consistent, consistent, and then still having that instinct in him uh, I think that's that's the path we we have to go and he's he's he, he knows that as well I think he's stable in 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 his defensive side of the game but he's still a little bit of a puppy mm -hmm. going for, he obviously transitioning from under 20 to to SHL and and you struggle at the start of the season last year and and that built extra pressure in this area and, and, and everyone was expecting Ruggler to go deep. Mm -hmm. um, but, but 
can what, what do you do to to change that kind of puppy actions in the defensive zone because that's usually where it shows yeah you build it with building your self-confidence in the gym getting stronger putting in the work at a consistency of working hard on a daily basis like it's 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 building that self-confidence on the ice it's about being can handle both the offensive and the defensive side of the puck situations one-on-one -on -one, the situations playing against heavy forwards um just challenge him in those situations working on i think the most most important thing for for adam now is continue with the hard work he's doing on a daily basis and, and trust that process even more uh, He's gonna grow. He's he's even he, he, his test results is really good. Coming back from the summer, he looks bigger. Uh, he definitely looks bigger. Yeah, he 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 he, he does. And then, you know, he's a young he's young still. Like uh, mistakes gonna happen. We all know that. But the consistency of being like you know what you get kind of, and maybe the first pass is is is, is that. Yeah, yes, as I said, that first pass, if you can find that sometimes, but then, okay, I got two meters in the offensive zone, let's go showtime, mm. you know, as he showed in the SHL this year, yeah. let's go showtime. And, and he's really good at that, so he has to do that. Roger Runberg said that a young player needs to learn how to play poker. They need to know when to fold and when to go all in. Yeah. And it's a little bit of what you're describing here as well. Yeah. Um, obviously, Regla has their own goals this season going further than last year, just for, for starters. Um, what can we realistically expect from Adam's position and Adam's development this year in regards to that? I mean, he's obviously going to get you know bigger minutes uh, if he deserves it. <laughs> but but one thing I would like to see a little bit more maybe is uh, you know working on the box play. And ah yeah, absolutely. He should be able to to to, to PK for sure because I I see him as we see him as a two way. He should be able to play both sides, and I mean playing having a chance of playing for Montreal one day. He really needs to be like be able to. I mean you have to be accountable interesting like yeah. you don't have to be flashy be accountable and then adam we maybe need to work on the uh, on like getting the, the uh, every part of his game um, yeah the defensive part of it yeah because in one way the defensive part i mean like he doesn't have many weaknesses but he needs to get a little bit stronger i agree and and maybe read the game a little bit better because as we mentioned, a lot of teams are looking into having, you know, sort of set plays where you try to overcrowd one area to leave a person over, like, more or less setting up a counting error for the defense. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, yeah, interesting discussion. Yeah. What can you tell the Montreal fans? Because obviously they're not well versed in SHL. I'm trying to educate them every time, but I mean, <laughs> first and foremost about the league, what kind of level now that you've been over to US twice and, yeah. and, and Canada and but also like what is realistic because I get the feeling that we sometimes measure defensemen nowadays five points forward mm. yeah. what should they look for in Adam's game this season yeah it's a valid question from 
like my perspective and I think many coaches and, and evaluators of SHL, it's a tight league, it's a defensive league. So you gotta work hard for your your goals. Uh, pretty much. So in Adam's case, I think they it's not fair to judge him by points. It's not fair. It's fair to judge him by how he's handling. There's really skilled forwards in this league too. So how he handles the, the, the overall game, I think. Um, how much minutes can he play uh, with being accountable and, 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 and uh, consistent? That's the, but what I can say about SHL, it's a tight league with defensive structure. Every team has a defensive structure. Uh, so it's, it's, it's pretty hard to dominate offensively. Yeah, it's not a junior league. Yeah, yeah. So. It's, it's been an absolute pleasure, Max. Uh, let's do this when you're head coach again. Super interesting to, to have. I'm really happy you, you choose to join us for the podcast. I'm sure the, the listeners will be extremely happy to hear your voice and, and your insights to hockey because that brain is, is, is having some serious challenges uh, in there and, and you're working very well with them. Patrick, thank you. I appreciate that we had this, uh, this talk. Thank you. We are obviously very fortunate to have a great relationship with Rögle and uh, because of that we also have not only the uh, interview with Max Bolin but also a short interview with Adam Engstrom's coach Cam Abbott that you will hear in this episode as well. Yeah, right into Adam here. Yeah. Um, you know, I think... Uh, uh, let's see here, where to start... Um, through the playoffs last year, you know, I think is when we really saw Adam kind of elevate his game. Um, he's the type of player that, you know, took on different roles and found himself gaining more through the course of last season and uh, um, at the same time willing to do everything it takes for the, for the team to win. So I liked how, he, how he's gone through that process uh, and, you know, earned everything he's, he's gotten. Um, saw a lot of improvement last year. Uh, I think he's grown as a as a young man as well in terms of his body and strength and ability to to do what he does on the ice. Um, he uh, has had a great summer. I know he's been training hard. Heard he had a great camp over in, in Montreal, and uh, so you know, looking to keep that progress going and excited um, for the work that he's you know excited to do each day when he comes to the rink. That's the big thing. He's one of the last off the ice usually, uh, and uh, yeah, he's. He's right here beside us now, so it's time for him to talk to you, I guess. Yeah. Well, yeah. two minutes, Adam. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, it's, um, you know, a lot of people asked about, you know, how common it is for Robert Olson to actually start his press conference with highlighting your crowd, because that was fantastic right. as always. And then, obviously, highlighting Adam Engstrom's play. Uh, it's not that common even in Sweden to do that. No, he... Um I mean, I've gotten to know him a little bit too over the last uh, couple of years, and he tells it like it is, you know. And I think it, it was pretty, uh, pretty evident that uh, Adam was, uh, you know, standing out in in his eyes as well for him to make those comments, uh, which were exactly as it was. Uh, he was a very uh, Adam was a very big force in that series, and I think a little difficult for Shleftio. Um and uh, yeah, pretty. Uh, Pretty obviously had the comments with our fans because uh, that's the truth. They they've been great for us. But um, yep, uh, 
you know, that's the type of thing you want to you want to have, right? Other coaches uh, having to deal with your your players like that. Um, two things. We're going to talk more next week. Okay. Uh, but uh, first and foremost, realistically, what can we expect from Autumn this year? Uh, well, that's <laughs> the expectations are uh, for him to roll into our system and and play in a way that. Uh, is sound and you know team first which i know is is there for him and then obviously to uh, explore how good he can be for us uh, in different roles i mean offensively uh different capacities he's obviously very talented so uh you know he'll be uh, he'll be um offered uh, uh a chance to win all the opportunity he, uh, he can take and uh, whatever that means you know Offensively, power play, five on five, PKs, just like, just like any guy, he's here to win. But to, you know, he's looking to develop and, and take the next step in his career, and that will be becoming a um, a top uh, defender that we can rely on. I'm sure. Um, looking back, um, you mentioned he had a good camp. You always have inside information about that camp. Uh, you know, I, I because Max was there. Yeah, so there you go. <laughs> yeah, our. Uh, we're always trying to stay pretty close with the, our guys that are, you know, prospects. They're, you know, Montreal's um, excited to, to get him, but he's, he's a rugby player, and uh, we're excited to help him um, improve and get better on his on his journey as a player and help him win. Because I think ultimately, you know, especially the the, the top uh, development type NHL teams, they want to see guys win and uh, become winners. And I think that's why Adams here as well is to. Uh, win a championship. How important is it for you as a club, as a, as a coach, that you're assisting and get other input and, and widens his horizons in coaching style as well? I mean, Max is uh, one guy who, being our uh, D coach and joining this uh, staff this year who's uh, just like a young prospect player. He's, you know, he's a little bit younger as a, as a coach at 27, I think, but uh, also what, almost 10 years experience almost coaching, so he's uh, he's great. He uh, he takes a lot of pride in his in his job and his uh, approach and getting better. And yeah, this past year he did development camp over in Montreal and was able to experience that. So uh, great for him. Excited for him to bring uh, all of his uh, attributes to our group.